Well, welcome to From Busy to Rich with Wes Young, a podcast designed to inspire advisors like you to increase their profitability and quality of life. Uh, today, we're going to play a portion of Wes's teaching he gave uh, just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now at North Point Austin that really aligns perfectly with our ongoing series on traveling light. But before that, uh, I do want to welcome Justin. Justin, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And Wes, what's going on, my friend? Man, it's just a pleasure to be with you every week. Love love our times and recording these things. I do uh, I do look at my you know calendar in the morning I wake up and I go I feel good about that I don't feel and I I do generally have you know warm warm feelings when I you know, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good this is gonna be good uh, my 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 face muscles will get an exercise as I as I laugh and and, and smile so uh, and and that's that's part of the teaching on traveling light part of the the reality of our lives that we want to model and also empower advisors to have. So I just want to ask you, Wes, uh, you know, this is a little bit of a different episode. So I'm just going to ask you to really set up uh, sort of the clip, which is going to be, I think, about 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes long, um, which is just a portion of your of your actual teaching. So um, maybe set up the, 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 the clip and then tell us um, why we're only hearing part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are an audio listener, like I listen to most of my podcasts, just just on audio, not visual. Right. Um, you're you're going to hear me already in process with the message because a part of these is we had a lot of visuals when I did this message live, some funny videos and intro things that we did. So if those of you who, who watch it, you, you're certainly going to see those things. But if you're just audio, just know we're coming in kind of already in progress. I would encourage you, though, if you, if you like the, the conversation, and I think you will, it's going to fit very well with our traveling light. Go back and watch those intro videos because they're kind of funny. They're just, they'll give you a lift, I think, in your day. So check those out. All right. So we'll make sure that in the show notes of whatever podcast app you have, there'll be a link to the YouTube video because they have a nice YouTube channel. And then it'll start at the start. And then you can watch that full thing. I know the other podcasts that I'm a part of, we do YouTube as well as um, audio. And I get it. Sometimes you want to see it. Sometimes you want to listen to it, uh, so on and so forth. So, um, so Wes, um, let me ask this before we throw it to the clip. How does this fit? This is a teaching to a church you've been a part of for a long time, a, a very large church you speak at a few times a year. Um, you know, you can't pay your way into being at the pulpit, right? You got to <laughs> you got to earn that. It's not like a sponsorship deal, right? At least you hope it's not. That's right. Uh, but but you, they give you this platform. Um, what did you speak about that fit well with this Traveling Light series that's really targeted specifically to advisors? So what's the overlap between uh, church talk? And advisors. Yeah, well, I think it's a human thing that all of us, we we, we want to do life well. We want to travel light. And, and all of us have known people in our lives that when we observe their life, while you certainly may not want their circumstances, you'd want to have their peace in the midst of those circumstances. And there are things that we've observed, particularly as it relates to the faith community, that grow your faith and grow your capacity to actually really do life well during the good times when everything's up and to the, you know, right at a 45 degree angle. Yeah. But but also also when things maybe aren't going the way you expected them to go or or just life stuff that is unavoidable shows up. If you if you had to go through it, you would sure love to go through it with their peace. And their and their lightness. So that's that's really what we're talking about in this in this message today. That I think everybody will really enjoy. Uh, whether whether you are a, a church person or a God person or not, I think you'll you'll get a lot out of today's conversation. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for setting that up, Wes. And, and folks, we hope you enjoy uh, this clip from Wes speaking at North Point Austin, uh, which was uh, sort of later in the year of 2022. And again, if you want to listen or watch the whole thing, go to the show notes and you can check out the full talk there. It is really a pleasure to be here with you. Um, I'm super excited about our, our content today. We've been in a series called Level Up, Five Ways to Take Your Faith to the Next Level. And, and as we've been unpacking this, the big idea, the premise behind this is simply this, that most of us hopefully have been lucky enough to bump into people in our lives, and many of you, you are these kind of people, that no matter what's going on, whether they're, they're going through great circumstances, that the mountaintop experience, or things are up and to the right, or, or things are going, they're going through, or things none of us, if we had the option, would write through this, into the story of our lives, that they're the valleys of life, that they just seem to have this kind of faith, this next level, real world, that no matter what, I'm going to trust in, I'm going to believe that, and I'm going to act as if God is with me. I'm going to trust in, act, in, act as if, believe that, and act as if God is with me. And as they do, they're just lighter, right? They go through the same things that other people are going through, the difficulties of life that are just inevitable, that all of us at some point or another walk through. But they, they have an essence, they have a peace about them that passes all understanding that you, you might not want to go through what they're going through, but you sure wish you could be as they are as they're going through. They, they, as my friend says, they smell good as they go through the process. The, the fragrance they let off as they're going through is like, hey, I might not like the circumstance, but boy, I sure like their peace. And, and that's what we're talking about here, because this is not a circumstantial kind of faith. It's not something that says, I'm going to trust in, believe that, and act as if God were with me, as long as it works out the way I want, when I want, as I said to myself, it should go. Now, they definitely pray that way. They pray as if they have certain outcomes they want, and they ask God for those things, but it's an even-if kind of faith, that no matter what they go through, no matter what the life happens to throw at them, they seem to have this peace that passes all understanding, where they act as if and believe that God is with them. And so we've been unpacking this idea that what are the things, as they tell their faith story, as you begin to learn about their life and the things they've gone through and, and the things they bumped into that, that kind of gave them that kind of next level kind of faith, what were those? And we've determined there's about five, and there may be more than five, but we've unpacked that there's for sure five that consistently show up in their faith story over and over again. And so we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, and we're going to keep talking about it today and for the next few weeks to unpack each one of these as we go through them. Now, this is true whether you are somebody who would say, I am that kind of person. I've lived a lot of life, and I would say, Wes, after a lot of life and going through a lot of things, I've bumped up against those things. As we, you're going to recognize a lot of these, and you're going to go, yeah, it works. It really does. And it gave me that next level faith as if God is with me, and it made my life better. It made me better at life. And then some of you are like, Wes, I don't know if I believe any of this. I came because somebody promised me lunch today. That's why I'm here today. And you know what? No matter where you are on that faith spectrum, what I would tell you is I am so glad you're here because I think no matter where you fit, there's always another level. There's a level that can make your life better, make you better at life. And that's what we're going to explore today. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've gone over a couple of things. We talked about personal disciplines and providential relationships. So love it if you go back. You can watch these for free online forever. As long as there's an internet, we're going to have them up there so you can check that out. Today, I'm going to be talking about this. I'm going to be talking about practical teaching, practical teaching. So as I unpack practical teaching for you, I want to tell you a story. I want to take you a couple places that I think really bring this in to light. So as I told you, I do speak at quite a few conferences when they, when they are happening across the country. And a couple of them every year, I really love to also attend. Because their they're, they're content's great, the communicators are awesome, and they're, they're built around my industry. And, and as you know, if you've been in any industry and got to go to conferences, you meet a lot of the same people 
at these conferences. You become really good friends with them, and uh, iron sharpens iron, as they say. And so there's one in particular conference that many, many years ago I, I was attending, and I got to the banquet hall a little early before not only the speakers were there, but like any audience was there. And I found my buddy, Michael Broderick. He is, a, is an advisor in my industry out of Boston, Massachusetts, and we became really good friends. We, we talk a lot, and we compare ideas. We got to this early, and we actually had our books, our little books that they give you at the conference. If you've ever been to a conference where they give you a note-taking book, and it actually had speaker outlines in it, and it was from the year before. And we both had ours, because we attend this thing every year. And we had a little time, so we thought, hey, let's compare ideas. And so we start opening it up, and, and you know how you do. They've got these key points um, outlined and bulleted, and, and, and when you're going through and something really resonates with you that you think, hey, this could really work. This idea could take my business to the next level. It could help me be a better offer for the clients that we're serving. And you would star it, you know, you'd circle one of them, maybe you highlight it. If it's a really good idea, you'd do all of it, you know, right? star, circle, and highlight. And, and Michael and I, we had a lot of the same ideas, which was interesting. We were talking about them because we believed these were next level ideas from the years before conference that we had attended. Then, fun fact, we hadn't done any of them, right? You know what I'm talking about? You, ever, you know what I mean? You ever been in that situation? You, you heard something great. You're like, this is going to change my life. Boy, this is going to be good. I start, I circle it. And then a year later, you find out, boy, I didn't do anything with it. I just left that there. And, and it got me thinking about something. And, and I bet you can identify with this. And w- wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if, if, simply, if simply believing stuff was enough to make the difference? Imagine how different our lives would be. I mean, think about it professionally, right? As, as we, me and Michael there that day, if we'd simply, if simply believing the right stuff, because we believed those things were going to take our businesses to the next level and, and be better offers for our clients, if simply believing true things was enough to make the difference, think how different our lives would be. Or maybe this one, maybe physically. Wouldn't this be cool? I mean, how many, give me amen on that if you do an amen, right? That's what we say, if I just believe the right stuff about diet and exercise, and, and, and all I had to do was believe it, I could still go to Chewy's and eat all I wanted to eat, right? And, and I don't have to go to the gym. If simply believing stuff was enough to make the difference, I would have six-pack abs. Think how different our lives would be. And how about this? How about relationships? All of us, all of us want great relationships, right? Everybody in the room wants to have the people around them uh, that, that they love and care about to have the optimum level of relationship. I heard one person say, you're never going to be happier than the quality of your relationships. And I certainly believe that's true. And all of us kind of know some things that will put us in a position to actually have great relationships. Like we should, we should be patient with the people around us when they're not having a great day. We should trust. We should forgive when forgiveness is needed. And, and all these things, we should, even when we don't feel like doing the right thing with them and it goes out of our way and we're tired, we should, we should push through that and do it. We all kind of know it. But what if simply just knowing it or believing it was enough to make the difference? Think how different our relationships would be. And then this one, my industry, right, financially. What if all we had to do was believe the right things financially about how to navigate the ups and downs of markets and, and inflation and all the things that we experience and, and spending within our means, right? Giving first, saving second, and living off the rest. What, what if simply believing those things led us into the direction of optimal financial health and we didn't actually have to apply any of it? What, 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 how different would our lives be? And then, of course, this one, we're all in North Point Church here today spiritually. If, all of us, if, there's, if there's a God in heaven that knows your name, and I believe there is, that loves you and has a great plan and purpose for your life, and the biggest part of that plan is walking with him in intimacy and relationship, that he wants your life to be better, he wants you to be better at life, and, and we learn things that Jesus has said, and what if all we had to do was believe true things that Jesus taught, and we got the benefit of having actually applied him? What if simply believing all those things is what made our lives better? Think how different and better our lives would be. 
But in the end, we kind of know something, don't we? We know that simply believing things really, really isn't all we need, right? Because you all believe, at least at a high level, several things about life and all these areas of life that we happen to care about. We believe things that probably we'd all agree, yeah, that would make me better. It would make my life better. And one thing that's universal in the room, regardless if you're a Jesus follower or you'd say, I'm, I'm way on the other side, not so sure about it, you want your life to be better. You want the future to be better than today. You want today to be better than yesterday. That's just a human thing. We all want that. And we kind of know things that if we did them, right, we believe them is one thing, but if we did them, they would lead us to better. But our problem really isn't information, is it? And generally, our problem is generally not a lack of information. It's a lack of application. And, and, and you all kind of know this because you can tell your story about times where you got great information, you applied it, and boy, it worked. And the other side of that application, you could tell a great story. You could also tell a story about me and Michael where we're opening up our books and saying, circle that one, starred that one, right? Highlighted this one, did all three, but I didn't apply it. And you know what? It didn't make any difference. Lane Jones says that unapplied truth is a lot like unapplied paint. It doesn't do anybody any good. And that's why we're in this series. And that's why we're talking today about practical teaching. And here's the way I want to say it. Practical teaching, when discovered and applied, makes your life better and it makes you better at life and it'll make your faith grow. As we've unpacked the lives, unpacked the, the, the spiritual journey and the faith journey of these next level faith people that believe that, trust in, and act as if, act as if God is with them, and they seem to just do so well. They're lighter as they move through the difficulties of life, as they move through things none of us would want to write in the stories of their life. They do life really, really well. They smell good in the process, and you're like, I'm not sure what that is, but I want it. That this is one of those things, practical teaching, that shows up over and over again in their faith story, but it shows up in a very specific way, it shows up in this big picture context, that practical teaching, when discovered and applied, made their life better, it made them better at life, and it made, on the other side of that application, their faith bigger. It made their faith grow. In fact, Jesus talked a lot about this, and we're going to look at a very specific section of, of uh, one of Jesus' most famous messages that he talks a lot about this, where he didn't just always invite people to believe true things about him. He invited them to follow him. Over and over again, he said, hey, I, I like that you like this truth. I like that you like this belief. But I want you to exercise your faith in this belief by walking it out, by activity. I want you to, here's, here's a can of paint. Here's a can of truth. I want you to open it, and here's a paintbrush. I want you to apply it because somewhere along the way, somebody gave people who are these next level people, their faith handles that it was practical teaching that then they said, here's what you actually do with it. Here's how you blend it into your real world, everyday life, in all these areas of life that we care about. And you walk it out. Now, I want to get to the, the section of uh, Jesus' message that he talks about this. But just, just in way of uh, a little bit of disclaimer first, I want to talk about this word better. Because when I say this, there's all kinds of feelings that may come to mind. Um, that when I say practical teaching, when you discover it and apply it, it'll make your life better, and it'll make you better at life, and it'll make your faith grow. I think sometimes, and depending on where you grew up and like your perspective, maybe you're interpreting this word a little differently than, than what I'm meaning today, because better does not mean an absence of difficulty. Better does not mean if you just have enough faith, your house will never burn down, nobody will steal your car, you won't get fired, you won't go through financial trauma. It doesn't mean that. It simply means that if you do these inevitable things in life, you bump into them, because we all, we all will, right? It's just life. We live in a broken, fallen world, and as a result, stuff happens. And as you navigate the inevitabilities of life, you're going to do it lighter than you would if you didn't have this foundation of faith. In fact, Jesus, Jesus spoke about this, and Buck talked about it his first week. 
Um, under, uh, and Jesus said a scripture, by the way, that nobody puts on their mirror as inspiration. He says, hey, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But fear not, I've overcome the world. How many of you have that on your bathroom mirror, right? You walk in the morning, yes, I will have trouble. I love it. No, we have, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? We like that one. And, and I do like that one. But Jesus said, hey, guess what? I'm not, you, you will encounter trouble. This is a fallen, broken world. You're going to bump into stuff. But fear not, because I've overcome it. If you, if you hit your wagon to me, if you exercise your faith in the things you believe that I've said and walk it out, you're going to be lighter. You're going to smell better. You're going to have more peace in the middle of difficulties. I love what C.S. Lewis says here. C.S. Lewis says, life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. Because what we all want is peace. We want peace when times are great, and that's easier because circumstances, you know, you can kind of ride that a little bit. But we want peace when we happen, we don't want to walk through the inevitabilities. It wouldn't be great if that was a choice, right? But it's not. You will walk through difficult times. And he's saying, hey, when those storms come, I want you to have the ability to walk well. And I want you to have my peace that knows that I am with you. And it's attractive and we want it. Here's the other thing, though, that better means. Better means that I can avoid some of these. Avoidable regrets. Because I'll be honest with you, a lot of the trouble in my life was my fault. And I don't know if you can identify with that, with that, but the thing about following Jesus is when we can discover these truths and, and apply them, your life will be better and you'll be better at life because you know what you'll do? You'll see opportunities and seize them that you couldn't have seen before. You just couldn't have seen them with any other way because it's, it's, you're wearing a different prescription. One of the things C.S. Lewis also said is I believe in Christianity is I believe the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. Right? My friend John Branch, he's my ophthalmologist, and he's the guy who can put lenses in you, and he can do laser surgery or whatever you need. But once that's done, you can see the world differently than you saw it before. And when you begin to follow Jesus in this way by practically applying what Jesus taught, you begin to discover things you just would have missed before. And you see storms that you can just walk around or walk away from. Because in my life, and I'm guessing, because you're all people like me, that you've probably got a story you could tell that if you'd have just applied some of the things you already believed, you would have avoided an avoidable regret. Or you could have seen and seized an opportunity. Or you could have handled the weight of an opportunity that required a more solid foundation. Because it's not just like things we think of as bad storms. Like sometimes, you know, a storm can be a promotion. Or it could be a windfall of money. In fact, Google the words curse of the lottery and see what you come up with. You had people that had a little, got a whole lot, and then went right back to a little, and they destroyed their life in the process. Or follow, watch E60 on ESPN and watch the lives of professional athletes, the same story. You know, had a little, got a lot, went back to a little, and destroyed their life in the process. Or you got a promotion, couldn't handle the weight of responsibility because the foundation you had just wasn't strong enough. And what we're saying here is that practical teaching, when discovered and applied, will make your life better and make you better at life. And that word better means you're going to fly through the, fly through storms really, really well. And you're also going to fly around those that you just don't need to go through. And you're going to see and seize opportunities and be able to handle them in our lives as they come, when they come. So I want to jump into the Sermon on the Mount. It's one of the most famous sermons that Jesus ever taught. And it's, it's in Matthew's uh, Gospel 5, 6, and 7. Now, it's a really long sermon. We're going to skip to the end. And why are we skipping to the end? Because Jesus, the more he spoke, the longer he went, the bigger the crowds got. I have the opposite problem. The more I speak, the longer I go, the crowds dwindle down. So, so, so that I can get you out of here to brunch or whatever you do after you leave here uh, on time. Uh, I'm going to go to the most applicable part of the sermon. Now, I, I recommend you, you read this on your own time because it's so, it is so practical. I mean, over and over again, Jesus was so practical in what he taught. He would say, hey, here's the truth. 
I'm asking you to exercise your faith in that belief by walking it out, and here's actually how you do it. Here's real world, how you, not just a can of paint, how you apply the paint and paint the picture of your life. Here's how I want you to do it. And he just hammers this over and over and over again in all these areas of our life that we care about. But then at the end, he really brings it home. And he says, hey, in light of all the things I've just told you, pay attention, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land the plane on this message, on this sermon. And here's what he says. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and. Now, what he says next is exactly what we've been talking about all morning. So if you checked out, check back in and just check, pay attention to this. Believes they're true, memorizes them, feels guilty and comes back next week for another dose is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. That's not what Jesus said, is it? No. In fact, that's why you should read your Bible because you don't know if I'm messing with you or not. I could put anything up here, right? No, Jesus didn't say this. In fact, in fact he, said, he said quite the opposite. He said this. He said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, it's like a wise person who builds his house on a rock. Now, think about this with you. So he's saying, hey, every one of you who, who discovers these truths and applies them and puts them into practice, you are a wise person. You know what a wise person is? A wise person understands something. They understand that life is connected, that what I do today builds on and ultimately will hold up what happens tomorrow. Life is connected. And so a wise person understands, hey, while, while trusting you and, and walking this out and building on a rock today may cost me more. I mean, have you seen the price of concrete lately? What that's going up to? I mean, it costs me more today, but I'm, my promise is on the other side, the things you can't see yet, is going to be more rewarding. It's going to be more beneficial to you. So I need you to, to trust in what I'm telling you to do and walk it out. He who builds on the rock is like a wise person who is preparing well for what is going to happen at some point in the future, tomorrow. Then he goes on to say this. He gives us the outcome for the doer. He says, The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. He says, hey, you, because you have, have taken these truths and, and, and you've actually applied them, because you've exercised your faith in what you believe by walking it out, by following me, you've been building on a rock. And when the storms of life come, those storms that none of us, again, would write into the stories of our lives if we could avoid them, you're going to do them really well. And you'll go through the same storm that other people will, but they just can't. Their foundation is not strong enough to hold them up. They fall. They have a crisis of faith. Your faith's going to get bigger. Your faith's going to get stronger. And in the middle of that storm, you're going to have what we all want, which is peace. You're going to smell good. And everybody's going to be attracted to that kind of next level, real world. I'm going to trust that, believe in, and, and, and expect that and act as if God is with me, even if I don't understand the outcome. And the good storms of life. Right? When you get that promotion, when that windfall of money comes, you're going to have a foundation to be able to handle it because you, you've built on the rock. You've built on my ways of doing and being. And I'm not telling you this because I want something from you. I'm telling you because God wants so much for you. You built on the rock. Now, the opposite is true as well. He says this, But to everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash because the foundation wasn't on the rock. And, and while the building looked faster in the beginning, it was devastating in the end because it just didn't have the foundation to handle, one, the inevitabilities of life, but two, the ability to fly around the avoidable regrets of life, and, and three, the ability to see and seize the kind of opportunities that you just couldn't see otherwise in life because they missed them. And they missed him. And they, this is the implications here are astounding. You can come to church every Sunday. 
You can, you can write it down. We can put it in a book like me and Michael did, circle it, highlight it, star it, and live a life completely disconnected with what you say you believe. In fact, many of you who, who maybe you're not a Jesus follower yet, um, and this is, this is why, right? Because it's not so much that you're not so sure you don't believe it. You don't think we believe it, right? You're like, I watch them, Wes. I don't, I don't understand. They, they, I get what they say, but what they do. So for a minute, just throw us out because we're, we're imperfect, right? We're, we're, we just are. And we're all in a journey trying our best. We got some areas we probably do this really well. We feel like we're on a foundation that's rock. And other areas we're like, I got to get to that. And I got to fix that. That's all of us. That's every person. So, so if you'd say, I'm not a Jesus follower yet. And the reason why is, is us. Get us out of the way. Don't let us be an impediment to your next step of faith because Jesus wants so much for you. Now, here's what I want to do. I'm going to tell you a couple stories, and then we're going to close, and I'm going to give you a, a takeaway, something to do, since this message is on practical application of this teaching. Um, years ago, I was on a business trip, probably over a decade ago, and uh, I was going to a city in Texas. I'm not going to tell you where, because at some point, if your town shows up in this story, you'll probably be offended about some of the things I say. So I'm not going to tell you where. Um, but it was a long trip, and I was driving there in my car, and I had meetings for about three days in this city, and I had meetings that day as well that I was driving in. And about halfway from Austin to this city, I realized I had a big problem because I was out of gas, and I had forgotten my wallet. Now, I'd never forget my wallet, but I'd forgotten my wallet. And after a couple failed negotiations with gas station attendants about taking a credit card over the phone for my wife... Um, I find myself at a Wells Fargo, because this was before Apple Pay, so you couldn't do that yet, right? And, and this, I, they were able to, I had knew my PIN number, and I had a picture of my ID, so they were able to give me $500 in cash. So it was going to work out fine. There'd be plenty of money to get me through the week, push the money in my pocket, big old wad of money, because it was like mostly 20s, and I stick it in my pocket, and I asked the uh, teller, I said, hey, where is your closest gas station? And she looked back at me, and she said, well, it's, it's about three miles, but you don't want to go there. And I said, well, well, why? She just looked me up and down like this. I was in a suit at the time because the meeting I was going to required a suit. She said, let's just say you won't fit in. And I said, okay. I said, where's your next closest gas station? She said, it's about 10 miles. I said, I don't have 10 miles. I'm on fumes right now. I'm worried about making three. So I went ahead and against her advice, show up at this gas station. And I pull up and pull up to the one pump that works because all the other ones had bags on it. And, and the best way I know to like give you guys the essence of what, we, what I was experiencing as I pulled up is if you've ever seen the movie Deliverance, you know what I'm talking about? If you haven't, go look it up and watch it today. Just make sure little kids aren't in the room. But um, it, it was that. It was like more people and more buildings in Deliverance, but Deliverance. That's, that's the theme you were getting. Um, so as I, as I got out of my, my vehicle, to, and you had to go prepay, of course, because I had cash, and it was, the pumps were on the side of the building, and I could see behind the building, and behind the building was this big picnic table that was like full of people, like probably six, seven people all sitting there. And, and this was the funniest part because it's in the middle of summer in Texas and, you know, it's real hot. They had this problem solved because they had on the table a window unit air conditioner <laughs> plugged in by a long extension cord going across there. So I get out, you know, I'm, I'm going to be super friendly. So I'm like, hey, guys. And you ever like look at people and they just look back at you with this hate and disdain? That was kind of the vibe that I was getting from them. No, no response back. So I just kind of Look ahead and go into inside. Door closes, and a couple seconds later, I hear the door open again, and a couple of the guys had gotten up off the picnic table and followed me in. And, and now I thought they were just coming in to buy something. Turns out later, as you'll find out, they were not coming in to buy something. They were coming in to observe someone, me, right? So I walk up to the counter where the, where the attendant is, and she's on the phone. And at first, I thought she was in a prayer meeting because she was saying God and Jesus a whole lot. 
until I recognized the other adjectives and things she was using around God and Jesus, and now I realized it was not a prayer meeting, it was a fight. And so she was on the phone, and she finally hangs up the phone, and she looks at me, and she says, what? And I said, oh, yes, ma'am, I'd just like to get $40 worth of gas. And so then I realized I've made a big error, because I still have this wad of money in my pocket, and I got these two guys that are very clearly noticing this, and I pull it out, and I'm like peeling off the 20s and sticking it back in. And the whole time, I'm thinking what you're thinking. I'm going to get robbed. That's what's going to happen here. I'm going to leave. They're going to rob me. And because this, this guy, I mean, I, I know you can't tell from up here on stage, I'm not a big man, right? This man, regardless of your size, was a big man, one of them, right? And so I'm thinking, well, the little one, maybe I'd stand a chance for a little while. That guy, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to give him my clothes if he wants them, you know, whatever it takes. So I, uh, I, I head out to go to the gas pump. And, and as I do, I'm thinking, well, just stay in, just stay in. I'm thinking, please, door don't open. And shortly after, door opens. And it was the big guy. He's following me, and he's following me with intent now. Like, I'm on my way to the pump, and I'm thinking, well, don't know how this is going to go down. And then as he gets close, feel a hand on my shoulder, and he says, I know you. And I turned around, and I said, well, hello. <laughs> and he said, you used to come to Bartlett Prison every Monday, and you would teach us. And then he leaned into me, and he said, do good with your little, and God will make you ruler over much. And what happened, to give you guys a way of background, is, is for many years, uh, my friend Ron and Katie Brigman, they're in per, per, prison ministry for over 40 years now, and uh, I would go to Bartlett Prison, and, and I would teach on what Jesus said about money and about work and about life, and just to try and help these guys have a leg up as they were coming out and doing a new start. And, and so did that for many, many years. And, and, and this guy apparently had come, and he said, yeah, I never missed your class. I never missed Christ. He said, I, love, I used to love when you come teach. And he said, he said, do good with what you've been given. God will make you ruler over much. And what he was referencing there was the parable of the talents. Because I only have like five messages, and I'd use the parable of the talents in all of them. So, because it, it has so much. And, and the basic premise behind the parable of the talents is, hey, listen, when you're faithful over what you can see with what's in your hand, God will take care of what you can't. Be faithful over what you understand and can control today, and God will make you ruler over much more. He, he will do the supernatural if you do the natural. And so we would talk about how that applied to work and life and all these different areas. So, so as, as I, I, uh, he tells me this, and then he says this. He says, it works. I said, it does? He said, it works. <laughs> he said, see, I got out of prison. And I came here. This is my hometown. He goes, this is not a good place for you to be, by the way. Yes, people keep telling me that. You know? so, and, and I said, he said and, and I got a job. He said, it, it was a terrible job. He said, I worked for this tow truck company. They wouldn't even pay me minimum wage. But it was the only job. It was the only job I could get. But I was faithful over what was in my hand, what was in front of me. And then I got promoted. And then the owner changed. And then I became manager. Today I own it. And I've been sitting over there all morning feeling sorry for myself because of something else that's not going perfect in my life. And then you showed up. I thought back to how far God has brought me from. Because I was faithful over my little. You know what he did? He took practical teaching, discovered it and applied it, and made his life better, made him better at life, and it made his faith bigger, and it made my faith bigger. I said, well, you won't believe what led me here to see you today. <laughs> no. But I, I've also met another guy on the, on the outside that I, was in my partlet class. And, and it was a very different story. I'd gotten Chick-fil-A, and, which is like God's holy food, right? So gotten Chick-fil-A. I got, I got the number one Chick-fil-A sandwich with uh, large waffle fries and a diet lemonade because I'm healthy. And I got a 12-piece nuggets because I was hungry. So on side. 
and I pull out, and as I pull up to this light, there's a guy standing there with a, with a sign that says, hungry. I thought, we have something in common, both of us. I'm hungry, too. And you know, you got that nudge, and your guy's going, give him your food, give him your food. I'm like, God, I'm, God, I'm, I'm hungry, too. We're both hungry. And so it's like, so I gave him the food, right? I mean, I, I didn't give him all the food. I gave him the nuggets, and there was only 11 by this point. So I'd given him, you know, and, and so I, I, I gave him the food, and, and he says, I know you. You used to come to Bartlett every Monday, and I never missed your class. I used to love hearing you teach. Then he said something that I think all of us have said at some point in our life. Sure wish I would have applied more of it. One of them built on rock, one of them built on sand. And no matter where you find yourself today, here's what I, want, I don't want you to miss, is that, again, God's grace reaches lower than your worst mistake and my worst mistake, and I'm grateful for that. Because there's always a next step. There's always a way forward. And we can start today. My friend Ron Brigman in, in prison ministry, he, he would always say, you can't go back and make a new pass, my friend. But you can start today and make a new end. And we all have that opportunity today. Today to take practical teaching and apply it. And when we do, our life will be better and we'll be better at life. So with that, here's what I want to give you. I want to give you a couple takeaways. Because as I've been speaking, um, many of you already, and if we could go to the next slide. Many of you already know the answer to this question. Because it's been on your list, right? You've started it, you've circled it, you've outlined it in your notebook. I know, because as I was preparing for this, I was like, okay, I'll, I know I need to do this, right? Because all of us are on a journey here, we are. And, 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 and now, just for the benefit of those of you who don't have something that didn't pop up on your list, let me help you. I'm going to give you some ideas. Maybe it's just you need to go back and watch the first two messages in this series. And, and you can do private disciplines, where maybe you just need to spend an hour a day or 30 minutes to start. I don't care what it is. Getting up before the rest of the world gets up and spending deliberate, isolated time with God where you're just praying, just talking to God. Okay? It's not formulas. This is just about, God, I, I don't know how this works. I just want to walk with you. I want to connect with you. And to do that, I want to isolate some time of intimacy with you. And, 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 you, just, and you read scripture, you, you learn it, and then you think about it. And what you're going to notice is you're going to see the world differently. And your faith in that belief will intersect with God's faithfulness on the other side and your life will get better and you'll get better at life and your faith will grow. Or maybe it's this one. Maybe it was what we talked about last week, providential relationships. You, you want to join that group. You even got some information about it and you started it and you circled it and you highlighted it. You just need to do it. Or maybe you need to volunteer. Right? We've got lots of opportunities here and, and you're nervous about it. You don't know really that you're qualified for it. And none of us are. You know, Yeah, I'm not on staff with the church. and Look, they let me with a microphone up here. So who knows what they can do <laughs> Whatever it is for you, you need to know. And I'm going to mention one thing, one more thing, because we've got to give you three. Money. I mean, you didn't think I wasn't going to talk about it, right? It's the only thing I'm qualified to talk about in this whole thing. And so do you, do you need to give first, save second, and live off the rest? Have you, ever, have you ever, out of trust and faith in what God's capable of doing with your little, thought, maybe, maybe if I just do this one thing different than I've done a thousand other times and put God first by giving the first 10%, that, that what he will do and his faithfulness on the other side. And I mean, we got full messages on this. You can go back. I did one in the summer on, on just how God gets actively involved with our little when we are faithful to just put him first and say, I'm not doing it because I understand it. I'm doing it because I trust you, God. And regardless, I trust you with, with 10% versus with me with 100%. You 10%, me 90 is a whole lot better than that. Whatever it is for you, just take that next step. Because practical teaching when discovered and applied, will make our lives better, it'll make us better at life, and it'll make our faith grow because God has a great plan and purpose for your life. And he just wants you to walk in the direction of where that purpose is leading because he loves you.
Let me pray for you as I let us go. Father, we love you. I thank you so much for North Point and all these people that are watching online and here today, Lord. I thank you for the chance to talk about this, Lord, and, and how so clear you are in what you want for us, Father. And I pray that, 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 that in the hearts of the people that are here today, that they would just, Lord, lean in to where you're leaning, leading them to go, Father. That they would walk out this real world gritty, trust in, believe that, and act as if you were with them and that you would meet them on the other side, that their faith would intersect with your faithfulness and their faith would get bigger. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Enjoy your Sunday. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. It's our sincere hope that you'll be able to achieve what you're working towards while remembering that, as Wes says, life can become a series of never-ending problems we're trying to solve rather than an amazing adventure that we get to pursue. It's our hope that this episode gave you some perspective on how to live a better, a richer life. And tune in next week for another episode in our Traveling Light series, where we talk about practical tools that will help you have a more efficient business and be a better steward of your time. Thanks for listening.